Citizens Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning, and welcome to the United Way Community Connections show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with you about the nonprofits in our community and what makes Greater Nashua so fantastic. Um, today is, what is today? It is Monday, June 6th. Ugh, it's so weird to say that, June already. The year is just flying by. I hope uh, you know you guys had a great weekend. I know I had a really great weekend. And I'll talk about that in just a second. It is a beautiful day here in downtown Nashua, looking out on Main Street. It's blue skies. It's mild weather, about 60 degrees out. It's supposed to hit 70 plus today. No humidity. That's just great. Although, I will say it is starting to get a little mosquito-y out there. I noticed that this weekend, and that is unfortunate, but I guess that's just the way it's going to be. Anyway, um, so it's uh, looking out like it's going to be a fantastic week. I will tell you, um, so Friday was one of um, my favorite days of the year. You know, I have a lot of favorite days that are days when we're, you know, doing things for other people or, you know... Um, helping people or, you know, just enjoying people's company, whatever the case may be. Friday is, was uh, sort of my um, narcissistic, self-centered day. It was 603 day. Of course, it was so June 3rd, 603 day. Uh, New Hampshire, one area code. I love it, 603. And uh, by the way, that's my birthday, 603. So I moved here just because of that. Just kidding. I didn't discover that until after I moved here, but I was thinking, what a great circumstance. So, because it makes it easier for me to remember my birthday. So it was uh, June 3rd, Friday, uh, Saturday, I had a really nice party. Uh, Some friends came over, we did a cookout, the weather was playing nice, it was just beautiful. So it was great to see my friends, um, the Ehrensteins and the Frenches, my aunt Bobby, my uh, son and daughter, son-in-law and daughter, their little son Hudson, my grandson, our grand puppy, of course, the, the star of the show, and uh, of course, my wife, who made it all happen. So it was really, really nice. Great birthday on Saturday. Very enjoyable. Oh, and I forgot to mention my mother-in-law. So my wife got back from Germany last Tuesday, 
and uh, she brought her mother back to the States for the first time since, well, in like five years, you know, because she was ill and then she recovered. But then by the time she recovered, the pandemic kind of started and that put the kibosh on any plans for her to visit us for a couple of years. And so she's visiting us for the first time in like five years. It's really great to see my mother-in-law as well. And she was with us, of course, over the weekend, and it was really nice. So Saturday, so that was Saturday. Sunday was just a beautiful day for doing whatever you do. I'm hoping everybody got outside a little bit. What I will say about this weekend at United Way, it was not just a beautiful weekend. It was a beautiful weekend full of generosity. We had our um, food drive, community-wide food drive, Saturday and Sunday, partnered with about 11 different local grocery stores, um, some biggies like Hannaford's and Shaw's, um, and some smaller ones like, you know, Janot's and ARZ Mini Market. And uh, so we had a bunch of different stores that participated. Our goal this year was to collect two or more tons of food, non-perishable food items, to support about a dozen different local community food pantries. You know, some big food pantries like the Soup Kitchen and Shelter that people know of receive food. Also, you know, out in Milford, the Share Food Pantry, you know, over in Hudson, the Food Pantry in the Church. Um, and then some very small ones that you might not have heard of, like the Toll Street Mission and Corpus Christi Food Assistance all receive food from our, our food drives. We do food drives periodically, like twice a month at Hannaford's first and third Saturday of the month for a couple hours. And those kind of keep a constant source of supply going, which is great. But, uh, you know, once in a while you got to go big, right? You got to go big. So we went big this weekend, over 70 volunteers. And, uh, you know, we're going to be distributing that food this, um, this coming week to all of those food pantries that I mentioned and more. So very exciting. Thank you to all of our volunteers. Thank you to our uh, partner stores that participated. Um, and uh, thank you to most especially my colleague, Sarah, who makes all of this volunteer-based magic happen. Honestly, at United Way, I could not do probably a darn thing without all of our great volunteers. And Sarah is just amazing at, at recruiting and, and motivating and training and getting volunteers on board to do this type of work. So that was the community food drive named in honor of my colleague and friend and mentor, Kevin Slattery. Now, Kevin um, was owner of Etchstone Properties um, and a board member at United Way and a friend. And he passed away two years ago yesterday from COVID. And uh, he was, so he, he, he got sick very early in the pandemic in 2020 and um, just couldn't recover. He had a hard case. And at that time it was really, you know, kind of the dark ages of the pandemic. It, you know, we had no idea what COVID was really about. There were no real good treatments. Even monoclonal, monoclonal antibodies were just an experimental thing at the time. So Kevin was ill and he was in the hospital here in Nashua for a number of months and he passed away tragically on June 5th, 2020. Um, so we named this food drive in his honor because he was such a great man and a great partner and a great supporter of United Way. So this is the Kevin Slattery Memorial Food Drive and we are very grateful for you know the f support we received, frankly, from the Slattery family, from 
from Jaron and crew over at Etchstone. They were one of our volunteers. I believe they were at Janot's on Saturday, volunteering in honor of their dad, Kevin. So um, we're going to carry on um, this tradition for years to come. Uh, food in the summer is tough in the food pantry business, right? Because kids are out of school means that the demand goes up because kids are used to getting fed a bunch of breakfasts and lunches in school. So demand goes up when they're out of school, they need to eat. Supply tends to go down. So there are less donations going into food pantries over the summer. You know, that's kind of a lesson for all of us. If you think about it, you know, when you go on vacation, maybe use your vacation as like a reminder. You know how we do that with the clocks? Uh, when, we, when we change our clocks, we've, we've kind of trained ourselves to think that's when we should change our batteries and our fire alarm, right? And our smoke alarm. So fall back, change the battery. Spring forward, change the battery. How about this from now on? Go on vacation, buy a couple of cans of food and bring it to the food pantry. And that way we can remember to support our local food resources during the summer when it's you know pretty tough out there. Anyway, that was our food drive and very excited. Again, thank you to everybody who participated. And you know, also thank you to all of our Day of Caring sponsors who are just so awesome and amazing at helping us to make this goodness happen and provide resources for us to uh, recruit and and uh, get the volunteer work done. So let's see, what else is going on? Well, we have this little thing going on at the end of the month. Uh, You've heard me talk about it before. I'm going to talk about it again. I'm probably going to drive you crazy by the time June 28th rolls around and we do Over the Edge. Over the Edge 2022 is coming very quickly down the train tracks. Um, on June 27th and 28th, primarily June 28th, we're going to be again, once again, rappelling from the top of the Brady Sullivan tower in Manchester. That is the big black building at 1000 Elm street, right in the middle of, right in the middle of Manchester. It is, um, by just inches, the second tallest building in the state. The tallest one is actually right across the way, um, at the other end of the plaza that is sort of pointy on top. It's also owned by Brady Sullivan. Um, but you can't repel off of it because the roof line, if you look at it, there's nowhere up on the roof to like, you know, hang a bunch of ropes and gear and paraphernalia that you need to repel. So we go for it with the second tallest building, 24 stories high, 300 feet high. And we will have, you know, 80 or so repellers on June 28th going over the edge. And I'm super excited to say we have, you know, two um, representatives coming to us from the Manchester Union leader, Paul Feely and Mike Cody. They're going to be leading off the team on Tuesday the 28th, along with longtime supporters Kelly Ayotte and Randy Pierce. Um, Kelly Rand, and Randy have done this with us for years now. Um, of course, Kelly, um, Kelly Ayotte, Senator Kelly Ayotte, um, past Attorney General of the state of New Hampshire, great supporter. Thank you for all of everything she does for us. And Randy Pierce, um, local um, advocate for the blind, and uh, you know a real nonprofit leader in our community who has you know stepped up year after year, showing that uh, you know all it takes is a little bit of guts to to make things make good things happen in Greater Nashua. So Randy Pierce and Kelly out as well. So if you want to get involved with Over the Edge, easiest way to do that is just check it out on the website. There are two websites you can check it out on. If you just go to United Way's website, our United Way's website, unitedwaynashua.org. That's unitedwaynashua.org. 
org. Um, I have one of those, you know, really annoying big pop-ups that'll come right up and you just got a picture of the over the edge logo and you click on it, it takes you right to the website page. And that's probably the easiest way to, to, to learn more, see what teams are participating, um, everything from Marguerite's place and Southern New Hampshire health to the New Hampshire first responders and pink revolution. So a lot of great teams this year. Um, you can, you can support one of them with a donation. You also might be able to get involved with one of them still as a participant. And if you are interested in also just repelling with us, you can join the United Way of Greater Nashua team. I can use a couple more people on our team as well. So the money you raise is going to support either our nonprofit or any of the other nonprofits that you decide to uh, you know support. So that's coming up. Very excited and uh, you know just thrilled to have that happening. You know, I've been droning on and on. And that's just the way these things always roll on Monday mornings. But I want to tell you a little bit about our show before we cut to break. This is the Community Connection Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Each and every Monday morning, we come to you on the air live on WSMN 1590 AM and 95.3 FM. We are also streaming live on WSMN.live. And as we enter after the break, we'll also be streaming live on my Facebook page at United Way of Greater Nashville. That's United Way GN for Facebook. And uh, so our show is really about the nonprofit goodness in our community. Each week we interview two different organizations, sometimes one, sometimes more than one, um, and let you know a little bit about what they're doing. Today is no exception, except today we're only going to have one nonprofit, and that's the incredible and amazing Charles O'Corey, my friend Charles O'Corey from the Thank You Project which runs an annual fundraiser called the Water Walk. And we're going to talk at length about, you know, what Charles is doing locally to help people abroad. You know, this is one of those rare instances where people from Nashua are doing something to reach out to communities, you know, thousands of miles away and give access to safe, clean drinking water. Something that we take for granted, but is so important, um, you know, just to sustaining life and something which really can't be taken for granted in other parts of the world. So Charles will be on and we're going to keep Charles for the full or the full hour because that topic is so important. And we're going to talk about the water walk. And we're talk about how they're doing this and their progress and all of that good stuff. And uh, that's what our show is about. So you're going to tune in and listen. We'll be back in just a minute or two. Got to give our, our uh, generous sponsors an opportunity to talk just a little bit about themselves because they make the magic happen for us. And uh, we will be back in just a couple minutes with Charles O'Corey from the Thank You Project, which runs the Water Walk. And our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued 
residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. You know the day destroys the night. Well, good Monday morning and welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking with you about the nonprofit goodness in Greater Nashua. You know, we do that by interviewing local leaders who run amazing projects and do just incredible work. And today will, will be absolutely no exception because I have with me in the studio, I'm excited to say, for the first time returning for in many, many, many years, the amazing and incredible Charles O'Corey. Charles, welcome to our show today. Uh, thank you so much. You know, the, and, uh, thank you for the very generous. I was thinking, I was thinking about this, Charles, on the way in. The first time I inter- interviewed you was we were in the other studio, the old studio. Remember that? I remember. And I introduced you as the amazing and incredible Reverend Charles O'Corey, <laughs> the pastor that. Charles O'Corey. <laughs> and you called me after the show and said, "Mike, I got to. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a reverend. I'm like not even close. <laughs> but you feel like you feel like you should be. You feel like you know a man of God, right? So that no, it's just that I fear God. That's as simple as that. <laughs> well, I fear my wife, you know, and I know that some of your work is done, is driven by that too. So we'll talk about that, Charles. But thank you for coming back today. Thank you, Mike. Glad to see you. And I also have in the studio with me um, one of Charles' colleagues at the Thank You Project, Lori Fernald, who's the project director for the Water Walk. Is that right? That's correct. Fantastic. And we're going to talk at length about the Water Walk. And I want to talk. start out with Charles talking about the Thank You Project, if that's okay. Oh, definitely. So, Charles, um, while you talk, I'm going to get our Facebook stream going. And I'm going to tag you in that so people will maybe chime in and ask some questions or whatever. But uh, tell us a little bit about the Thank You Project. What is your mission? What's What drives you? And what are we trying to accomplish here? And thank you again, Mike. Um, of course. Thank you, Project. Our mission is very simple. It's not complicated. Uh, I came to this country in 1999, end of 99. And um, over the years, I realized that there were so many positive things that were happening to me 
in this country. I felt blessed in this country with everything, my kids, my job, and everything going on. I remember a particular instance that was uh, after my daughter got um, an offer to Cornell University from here. Uh, a client of mine told me, Charles, you don't know what's going on for you in, in your life because he's rich. I'm an architect and I was working on his home. And he told me that he will practically pay anything to get his daughter to Cornell and look at me from my village with nothing, not like I was working harder than every other person, not that I'm smarter than the next guy. And my daughter out of the blues got into Cornell from Nashua High here. After most of these things started happening to me, I was feeling like an ingrate. I was feeling unfulfilled. I was feeling like I was wasting my life, that I was just soaking it all in without passing on the good things that were happening to me to the next person. And um, I, I got have a hard time imagining that, to be honest, Charles. I, you know, you might have felt that way, but I have a hard time picturing you like actually being that way. Uh, it's it's true because I used I go to church right mm-hmm. every Sunday, and when I told my pastor, he couldn't believe it because at the point that I had the conversation with him, he felt everybody around felt Charles. Oh, you're li- living the American dream all the good things I have. Look at you come come to church with a clean suit. Wow, Charles looking good. But they didn't know that inside I was hollow and empty. So I told him I had a big problem because I hadn't slept really for almost two years. Every night I will say goodnight to my kids and my wife. I'll be up. I remember a particular night that my wife woke up. She realized that I hadn't slept. And she told me, she sat up on the bed and told me that if I killed myself with the crazy thought I had about whatever I wanted to do for my folks in the village, that she was going to dump my cops on the street and tell everybody that I killed myself. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. I apologized to her and I told her, okay, I'll stop thinking about this. It's just that I felt I've been really bothered that I wasn't doing anything beyond taking care of my kids in this country without the good things that were happening to me. So you had this sort of like kind of wake up call. You felt like you needed to do more. I felt like I needed to do something to show appreciation yeah. for every good thing that was going on happening to me. So then what did you decide was the thing to do? I realized the problem in my village before I came here. Mm-hmm. And I know that. What is the name of your village? Ututu. 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 And I also know what goes on in my wife's village, actually. So I said, I just needed to. I, I hear it because sometimes I call Nigeria, right? And I'll ask my brother, how is this person? How is this cousin? How is this nephew? Maybe Mweke or Boko, Mbafo, Kalo. And they say, oh, he passed away. She passed away five years ago, ten years ago, and all that. I realized that those people were younger than I than than I was before coming here, you know. But I remember them mm-hmm. and they all died. And that really bothered me. I knew that they did not die of old age. Basically it's very simple. Their immune system had been broken down 
and it's like they had lived 80 and yeah. died because of the diseases you know all the bacteria that they were drinking taken into their system you know the malaria you know typhoid diarrhea dysentery you know all those yeah. um and they die they just die off i said oh if i can only give them water clean water to drink get the kids to go to school uh, I, I i believe i would have done something with my life positive mm-hmm so um my wife told me that i should work harder and save up the money and go do whatever i was thinking in my head that i was going to do in my village but i could every money i made was going back into the system and i had my kids in boarding school here private schools yeah so i said how am i going to do this okay maybe i'll wait until i retire the kids are all set i'll start doing this I said, then people will be dying by the time you, you know, you or you will die yourself and you would have wasted your life. Right, there's always tomorrow. So, but that, there isn't really, right? So, that was how I, when I talked to my pastor and I told him, This is my dilemma. I need help. I have my folks dying just for nothing because they don't, they are not drinking clean water. They go to dirty rivers and streams, fetch water drink, get sick, and die. And if I can just give them clean water, you know, drill a couple of boreholes, at least I know that from the last study, about 100,000 children between age zero to five die annually in Nigeria from waterborne diseases, Mm -hmm. 100,000. Then I said, Maybe if we give them clean water, even if we save one percent of a hundred thousand, you do the math. Sure. Of one percent of a hundred thousand, right? I would have. I felt like I would have maybe done something with my life. I, I haven't wasted with all the blessings that have come my way in this country, especially for being in the United States. And it's not just the. Um, it's not just the quality of the water, right? It's also how do you even get to water period you know even like what sort of what sort of um time and energy goes into getting bad water in your village it's before it's honestly stranger than fiction it's It's, like a full-time job right it's unimaginable and especially Mm -hmm. the people that bear the brunt the people that are taxed with the drudge of getting this water the women and the children they spent i looked at the statistics they, they spent almost 40 billion hours going to get water in africa dirty water from mm-hmm. rivers that are miles away they walk close to 10 miles two miles two two miles through to get dirty water. They don't boil it. They don't have time to boil it. They drink it like that. So in your family, you, just to make this personal, when you were growing up, yeah. you probably remember getting water yourself. And I they, do. And maybe your mother, your aunts. So here is the background, right? Um, and I believe my dad had a huge hand in this. I didn't grow up 
in the village. I grew up in the city. Oh, okay. But my dad would drive us to his village. That's my village, right? Yeah. To see his cousins, his nephew. Every Christmas is a big deal. Yeah. So we'll go every Christmas, like the 20th of December, we're in the village and go back to the city where we were. I grew up in a Gettys community. I had everything, refrigerator, television, everything, mm-hmm. like growing up. I went to a boarding school in Nigeria. So we'll go to that village for those two weeks. That was like the best moment of those courses. And I would do that with them yeah. for those two weeks. You know, go to those streams, yeah. go to the walk through those paths, you know, stones. You have you have um, spiders. You have, you have snakes. Suddenly you hear someone scream. Oh, they just saw a snake, you know, or someone just got bitten by a, by a spider or scorpion, right? Things like that. So and it was probably shocking for you because it was so different than your everyday life. Yes, it was scary because yeah. I had running water in my house where I grew up, right? Then coming here, you know, I was look, you know, I was taking myself back. Like in retrospect, what what transpired, and I said, "Wow!" Especially when I was making those calls, and I asked about Carlo, and they said Carlo passed away um, ten years ago, and I asked about Nene, Nene died again. These are you know my cousins. Yeah, I knew. I said, "Okay, got it." Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, may her soul rest in peace. Amazing. Then I'll go back and I'll be thinking, "Oh, okay." These people are not really old. It's because of their system yeah. being broken down. And if I can just give them clean water, you know, build a bunch of boreholes for them so that, you know, they have just clean water that they don't need, to, you know, they walk from their house. It will save them time that they used to go to those rivers. They have clean their health. They'll have time to go to school and they will live longer. I checked out something else. The life expectancy in my village is about 55. Mm -hmm. And I can almost say with certainty, it's an exaggeration. Right. So it's 55. In this country, we're looking at close to 80 years, right? in the United States, even um, Afghanistan or some of these other countries, much higher in the 60s. In my village, they are dying young. And I said, okay, if what I have accomplished in my life is to add five years to their life. That's amazing. Yes. And that's my mission. Yeah. is because I have bills to pay, really. If not, that's what I'll, I'll do this full time. So I have a lot of help, a lot of goodwill. Lori here is like the engine mm-hmm. of everything we're doing. I'm not mincing words about it, right? Mm-hmm. We have schools, I have the mayor, and you. You mentioned um, Kelly Ayot. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Bartolo. She's been encouraging me to. There are lots of people that tell me, Charles, keep going. Don't give up. Yeah. Just no matter what happens, no matter the, you know, what the distraction, 
just keep going. So you you had this <coughs> idea. How long ago, how long ago did you have this idea to to start? Between 2012 through 2014, I did not sleep. So that's like eight years ago. Then 2014, I ran to, I drove to Concord. And just told them I wanted to, I need to um, register a nonprofit. I don't. I never knew anything about nonprofits. And they said, "So where are your board members?" I said, "I don't. I'm the board." They said, "No, it doesn't work that way." <laughs> That's true. It doesn't work that <laughs> it doesn't way. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. They said you need to go get it from a board. Yeah. You need to have your bylaws. Yeah. Articles of incorporation and everything. Who is the chairman, the secretary, and all that treasurer? Right. I I said okay, but um, can you reserve a name, um, the name for me because I don't want to lose this name. They said, "What's the name?" I said. It's thank you project. I just want to thank God for everything that He's done in my life. I don't. I want to stop feeling like an ingrate. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll re, we'll reserve the name for you. Thank you project. Yeah. What was your second choice? The, I'm not. I have, a, I'm not an ingrate. I'm not an ingrate. <laughs> <laughs> First choice, thank you project. Yeah. Second choice, thank you project. <laughs> yeah. Third choice, thank you project. Yeah. So they reserved it. I came back. Yeah. And um, since then. It's so it's been, been only eight to ten years. Eight. Eight years, because okay. We started, the, that Concord trip was in 2014, right? Then I started feeling like I was doing something. And at that point, actually what I felt was I wanted to see it fail. So that I can say I tried. God, I have tried to, do, you know, to pay back for everything you've done for me. And it didn't work out. So that I can focus on my life. Because that's what my wife said I should do. Focus on my life and my kids and my family. But it didn't but it didn't fail. It has yeah. You know, it's and the fun. reason why it hasn't failed. I'm gonna tell you the reason why it hasn't failed. There's a couple things here, and then we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna to cut to the actual project itself. <laughs> Thank the, you, so, the, so the beauty of this from a from my perspective is that we have a couple of key things. One, we have a a passionate leader yourself with a with a vision which is very clear it's very clear giving people access to safe drinking water um, that also doesn't take up a good portion of their lives to get so you're giving people time and you're giving people their health through a very simple mechanism of digging wells in a community and you need fundraising to do that and so you came up with a very clear vision of how to fundraise and that's the thank you, the water walk. So I the beauty of this is that you have a simple fundraiser that people can understand, which also helps to put into their minds a little bit of the picture of what, in a small way, people go through in a very small way, but it connects them to your work. And then you've got the passion to put their donations to good use and make a difference. Thank you, Michael. It doesn't get it doesn't get easier than that, to be honest. <laughs> Most of the nonprofits I ever talk to get we get very complicated with our you know our mission becomes different than you know our vision and our mission and our, all this gobbledygook, and we're like, but we forget why it is we what what are we actually doing here? And you haven't forgotten that, so that's amazing. Thank you, Mike. And also, um, one thing I know about this is realistically, I'm just the face of the project it's it's about 
our collective humanity. Mm -hmm. Everybody. I appreciate you saying that. <clears throat> I would argue you're a little bit more than the face of the project <clears throat> because you you are the person who also gets all of the rest of us passionate about it. So that's what it really takes. And I will say there's one more secret weapon here, and we can talk about your wife if we want. But <laughs> but I do. I, I, oh, please, I hope I don't get in trouble. No, <laughs> you won't get in trouble. She's. I know that you think about you think about um, her village and what they've gone through, and that yeah. it's the same. Yeah. And so it's a family affair. Yeah. And that's important as well. Thank you, Michael. So Thank you we are going to take a quick break and give our generous sponsors a moment to talk about themselves. We have Edgestone Properties, one of our community's premier builders and a sponsor since the very beginning of our show. Um, we have Franklin Savings Bank with a branch right up there in Merrimack, and we're thankful, thankful for their sponsorship. And we also have um, our newest sponsor, which is fully promoted and embroidered me of Bedford, New Hampshire, and Southern New Hampshire that does screen printing and promotional products and embroidery, and my friends Sal and Jen do a fantastic job with all of that. So we're going to give them all a ch chance to talk, and we'll be back in just a minute or two to talk more in depth about the upcoming Water Walk and how you can get involved in supporting the Thank You Project, giving access to clean, safe drinking water a long ways away from here. This is the Community Connection Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affle. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ, headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning. You are listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. It is Monday, June 6, 2022, and we have with us in the studio today Charles Okori, 
the um, you know the, the the leader and face. He'll say he's just the face of the Thank You Project, but he's more than that. He is the leader of the Thank You Project, and that's what we're talking about today. And Lori Fernald, who's involved as a volunteer and directing the project for um, supporting the Thank You project which is the water walk so i'm going to actually pivot sorry charles no nothing against you you've been great and i'm glad you're here today but let's be honest Lori's doing all the hard work so let's gonna we're gonna give her a chance to talk a little bit about the upcoming water walk okay that's fine okay Lori, welcome to our show and thank you for having thank you for joining us today thank you mike thank Absolute. you for having me let's talk about the water walk you're involved in making this thing happen what is the water walk how does it support the Thank You Project, and how can people get involved? The Water Walk is our main fundraiser of the year, and uh, this year it's on September 10th. Uh, registration starts at 8:30 in the morning, and then around nine o'clock, uh, everyone gathers and gets a bucket, and they walk from Greeley Park down to Main Street to the river, and get a little water and carry that water back to Greeley Park. And then we have a little ceremony and then we water the trees uh, in Greeley Park with that water so it doesn't go to waste. Um, the people can join us in many different ways. You can uh, register online or register when you get to the event. And if you're physically not able, uh, you can still come and join us. Uh, we have people that do wait for the walkers to come back. And then we have others that, you know, live so far away that they just go online to the thankyouproject.org and donate uh, money. And it's our major fundraiser. Uh, when I first started back, I think it was 2016, we didn't even have one well created. And so it was our people that donated had trust in us that we were going to use that money to uh, get the well, the very first borehole or well, built. And now we are actually on our fifth borehole, which is amazing. Um, it's only so borehole is a well. Borehole is a well. How deep are these boreholes? Um, and they're not all in Charles Village, is that right? That's correct. It's in Charles and his wife. He wanted to keep his wife happy. Yeah, I know that. And how many are in your village and how many are in yours? Is a tutu, right? Mine is a tutu. My wife's village is Achi. Uh, how do you pronounce her village? Achi? Achi. Achi, okay. Achi is my wife's village. And how many are in her village? Oh, actually, I used. Here's the background story, too. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that this works. This was going to work, that I yeah. wasn't being delusional. Then I built the first one in my village, and it worked. I said, okay, just to make sure that this wasn't a fluke. Yeah. I did the second one in my village, and it worked too. Yeah. Then we moved to my wife's village. So we've done three in my wife's village. Smart right? man. Smart man, Charles. <laughs> good, good job. Now, just before we go back to you, Laura, I just want to. So when people picture a borehole, I mean, people here in New Hampshire know what a well is about because a lot of people have wells. Not everybody's on city water. I know when I lived in Brookline, we had a well. We had to go down like 385 feet to hit water. What's the depth, average depth um, over in Nigeria in your two villages that yes, you're working with? We'll go, we've gone close to 750. Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. It's like we, because here are some of the considerations we made. We wanted to make sure that we wouldn't need any. We'll go 
straight down through the aquifer. Yeah. That when the water comes. So you don't want to run out? Not only that we don't want to run out, we wanted to make sure that we don't need to purify it. Yeah, so it comes up clean. Clean. Yeah. And they can drink it for as long as. So do you have a sense for, if you have to go down 750 feet, what is the what is the level of the water table? Like, when do you start hitting water? We hit water at, let's say, two, three hundred. Okay. And so we keep going. And you keep going. And we keep going because the water comes, the first ones that come are not, uh, we keep going until, until we get to a level that we are very comfortable that and when world. the and when the drill bit comes out the other side of the earth you've probably <laughs> gone too far you got it okay <laughs> sounds good all right well that's great that's good information and very interesting and also, for people uh, who've dug wells yes. right and also um because it's not um for personal use yeah these are community wells yeah so we wanted to make sure how, how what's the diameter of the borehole the, well the diameter is about they measure in millimeters, right? Yeah, so let's yeah. so let's confuse so, our American listeners yeah. and talk about millimeters. <laughs> okay, uh, the diameter we're looking at about um, give it um, if I say five times two point five, so we're looking at about give it like sixteen millimeters, right? No, not Hold sixteen on. millimeters. No, no, sixteen centimeters. No, 16 centimeters is... Is about 8 That's a big... That's a yes, big, that's 30, a big centimeters, 30 centimeters is about a foot, right? Yeah, that's a big so hole. So 16 is half a foot. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, so it's, it's really about, that big of a hole. It's big. So that's like a 6-inch hole. That's a, that's a lot. So you can pull up a lot of water through a borehole like that. And when the water comes out, we'll build retaining walls. Yeah. Yeah, we have pictures on our website. I know uh, you do. Yeah, we build retaining walls with at least eight spigots. Yeah, so that people, even if you have a hundred people, you yeah. know they can each be served from each spigot. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you for that clarification. It helps yeah. people to put a picture in their minds. And I know you mentioned there are pictures on your website. If you just look to the Thank You Project, Google it, and it's probably thankyouproject.org or something like that. But um, you can see pictures, and it's amazing. Yeah, so thank, thank you. you. So, Lori, let's talk then about the upcoming Water Walk. When is it, and how do people get involved? Uh, it's September 10th. Um, and is that a Sunday? No, it's a Saturday. A Saturday. And okay. we do it in the morning Yep. so that people have the afternoon available and evening. Um, and we start taking reservations at 830. And it's rain or shine? Rain or shine. We actually haven't been rained out at this point. Yep. It's been drizzly. Yeah. But um, we haven't been downpoured. So people so. will gather in the morning at Greeley Park? At Greeley Park near the um, the, the, the stage. The show, yeah. Yep. Okay. And um, Charles and a few people will say a few words. We try to keep them. Because there's usually kids there. Kids have a great time. And uh, we try to keep them, keep the talking down so that we can get the kids moving. And uh, usually the football teams from the local high schools help us with, uh, you know, the crosswalks and keeping everyone safe. We've got volunteers from, you know, the high schools to help us with the food and the refreshments from when they come back from the walk. And uh, we usually have Steve Blunt with uh, drumming to get, the, get us all in the mood. And so we take a quick walk down to the river get some water, bring it back, and uh, have another few words, and then 
water the trees and that's it. So it doesn't go down to City Hall? Because it hasn't. It, no, we don't no. go to City Hall. Oh, okay. We haven't no. gone. The mayor comes, but we yeah. don't go to City Hall. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's it's um, from Greeley down to the river and back. Yeah. And back. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's a short walk. It's not too long. But you know those buckets? It's, you're using the Home Depot paint buckets again? Yes. Home Depot has been great for us, too. Yes. Yeah, I know. this. Bu- you need to change your uh, water walk color to orange. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what everybody sees is lots of orange, orange. buckets. Buckets, yeah. It's great to have nice partners like that, though. Yes. And, and we don't fill the buckets because yeah. that would be way too heavy. Uh, it's just a little bit of water in each bucket. Just to sample what it's like for a child or a woman in Africa getting water daily um, and what they have to go through. And our walk is very simple. It's got sidewalks. There's no rocks. There's no snakes or scorpions jumping out at you. So it's a safe walk. Oh, there might be some snakes, but I, I don't think that they're the same type of poisonous snakes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this then, Charles. So if a person wants to sort of use this as a way to picture, envision what it's actually like, um, what's the average temperature in your village year-round, would you say? Okay. Um, just to give you... It's uh, hot. It, it is hot. You're going to give I me, was, a, you're gonna give me a long to, answer. I don't I, want a long I'm answer. I'm not giving you a long just answer. Just give me a I number. <laughs> I went, Give me a number. I went from here to Nigeria. Yeah. It was 38 degrees here. Yeah. And in Nigeria, it was 83 reversed. Yeah. But we're so just, it's still Northern Hemisphere, though, right? So, it's the equator. Yeah. Okay. So it's at is the it, equator. Yeah. So it probably, you know, it might 90s, be 90s, 100s. Is it humid? Yes, yes it's, it is. So it's it hot is. and humid. Hot and humid. Okay. I don't need this, realistically, yeah. in my village. I don't need to wear suits. Right. Yeah. Mm. It's and what is the average amount of water that a person would carry in a bucket? Like, if they use buckets too, right? Yes. Buckets or pails or something. How much would there normally be in a bucket? So, um, in a bucket, and I'll tell you something, please. Um, I realized that a lot of kids, yeah, get stunted. They are shot in my village. Because of the weight of the water they carry. They carry it on their heads. They carry it on their heads. So sometimes because they want to save a trip, yeah. they will carry more than they are able to. You see five-year-olds, seven-year-olds carrying almost how many gallons? Ten gallons or so, whatever. So, so, ten, so gal- they, 10 gallons weighs a lot. I know. So that's, that like don't 100, ha- that's like a, over 100 pounds. So that they don't have to go back to the street yeah. again. And before you know it, they are four ten. Mm-hmm. No, hold on. How much does a gallon weigh? Does a gallon weigh eight pounds? I don't yeah, have five uh, five gallons equals forty pounds. Okay, so they might okay. have eighty pounds, pounds. Yeah. eighty pounds of water yeah. on your head. The kids, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and they are struggling with it. And they walk how far? Give it at two miles. Yeah, that's so so. Multiply so figure out what we do at the water walk and make right. it hot. And make right. the buckets heavy and make the distance long and that's what you're doing actually to survive. Yes, it's 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 actually more dire than the picture yeah. that I'm painting. Because when I went to my village to commission the first well mm-hmm. I wept. I believe I believe mm-hmm. by myself that I was crying when I saw what they were going through mm-hmm. before I came back here. And then by the time you get back to the village, you've got this bucket of water. 
and you're exhausted and maybe your child and you've you've stunted your growth and you drink the water. You got it. And you die from dysentery. How you die. Or malaria. Got it. Or typhoid. Or typhoid. So this is very easy for us to picture how we're making a difference. And and the water, to be honest, uh, I wouldn't step in the water. The water is brown. You yeah. can't see have the you bottom. Been over, have you been there, Lori? No, no. I'd like to go over yeah. when we commission a well um, to see the village. I and think to that see would be people. amazing. Yeah. Really amazing. It would be. But to see the pictures and what, you know, they're climbing up rocks. So you're carrying all this weight climbing up rocks and, and you get to the river and it's brown. You know, people are washing themselves. People are doing their laundry in the this same water that you're scooping up. And there's no filters. Yeah. And um, with the water walk, I think, you know, the wells that we build, we make it easy for people. They just go over and turn on a spigot, just like you would on the back of your house, and fill up your buckets, and you can walk away with clean water. So it's, it's yeah. you know, they don't have to work for it. They don't have to pump it up or anything like that. And our wells have grown with technology. We used to have um, generators and so those needed to be maintained and the village takes that responsibility but now we're doing it with solar energy uh you know the sun shines over there a lot more than it does here in nashua so um it's less maintenance work for them and you know the pumps work put the water up into these huge tanks you just walk over to the spigot and water comes out it's, clean a, mir- water. it's a miracle you know and it's the thing we take for granted i got up this morning went to the bathroom flushed the toilet, toilet. with good water and then i went and made some coffee with good water and i took a shower with good water and um you're giving the two of you are giving access to this what we can take for granted I, this I, life-giving I, I, resource i'll let's say we we are all doing this, Charles mm-hmm. and and because Lori. you have been huge for us, you know too. Yeah, nah, yeah, blah blah. Don't go there. <laughs> but you're you're amazing, both of you. Thank you so much for sharing this story today. The water walk is on September 10th. September 10th, and we couldn't do it without the people. And it's the Thank You Project. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. Dot org. And you can already, I'm sure, sign up. Or yes. you can also, I'm, I know your website has a donate now button. Yep. Which is the way you can do this without having to schlep down to the, to the river. Yep. But get involved and support the water walk. It's amazing. Really incredible project, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Michael. Again. Absolutely. And we'll keep talking about this until September. Great. You got it. All right. So you have been listening to the Community Connection Show. I am your host, Mike Affelberg. We will be back next Monday with two new great guests talking about the nonprofit goodness in our community. Until next week, please remember the golden rule, and that's be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. Listen, watch, and stream at WSMN.live. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. South Korea and the United